0: News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer, Lior Samviru. And look at that. We're back at it again here. Employment Law Show. And uh, let's let's do this. We'll talk about temporary layoffs, get to some of your emails, and, of course, hyper-focused on COVID-19, this coronavirus, how it is affecting everybody from coast to coast to coast in this country. It is crazy. Things changing all the time as it pertains to uh, yeah, what you do if you're out of a job or partly out of a job or completely out of a job, give us a call. We have the answers or at least get you started, uh, clear your head. For the most part, 613-521-TALK, 613-521-TALK. Do not hesitate if you are massively confused about how COVID-19 is affecting your job and what the government is doing and saying. That's what lior has been doing for the last two weeks nonstop. So bring it on. We. Uh, get you some answers that's what the show is here for 613521 talk you want to reach out to after the show is is not on uh, privately, 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca.
1: How are you, pal? Tired, I well, bet. Well, I, I, I'm i not going to lie, Johnny. I'm a bit tired. Uh, <laughs> I've been on the phone, on email, yeah. nonstop. It, it feels almost like it's 24 hours a day, uh, but but that that's yeah. great. I, I like doing that. I want to do that. I want to try to help as many people as possible and answer as many questions as possible. And as you can imagine, I've been getting a lot of questions about layoffs. I've been getting a lot of questions about the type of benefits that someone may qualify for, the EI or CERB or any other benefit, the, the, the wage subsidies that the government is offering. So I, I'm going to keep answering all these questions as much as I can, as quickly as I can, and take advantage of the fact that we're here for the next little while on air, live, to take those questions and answer your calls and hopefully help you feel better about your employment issue, about the, the, the difficult situation you may be going through right now with uh, loss of income. There is hope and, and there are still laws. Employment laws, I've said this before, but employment laws are still in operation. They're not suspended. Employment laws still are there to protect you. Uh, and even in a situation where there's a pandemic like right now, they're not gone, those employment laws. So if you want to talk mm-hmm. about your workplace rights, about the benefits you qualify for, if what your employer did is legal or not, whether you lost your job, temporarily uh, temporarily laid off, whatever it is, take advantage, we're right here. And John, I thought I'd start by clarifying some things with respect to the C, okay. uh, CERB, the Canada yes. Emergency Response Benefit. This is the benefit that the government has implemented that for qualified individuals will pay uh, $2,000 a month for up to four months. So let, let me just outline again who qualifies for it, because there's a lot of questions about that, and I expect even on the show today we'll continue to get a lot of questions. So uh, the people that qualify for this benefit, first of all, would have had to have lost their income. So that's kind of the, the, the first step. Uh, so those who whose income has been reduced, right now do not qualify. Even if you're making pennies on the dollar compared to what you're making, you don't qualify. Now, the government has said that, wait a second, yeah, we we kind of messed up here. We forgot about uh, you guys who have have your income reduced, so we're working on it. So they've said that they're working on revising the benefit or providing additional or a different benefit for people who may have had their income reduced. But to get the CERB, which you could have started applying for yesterday, you have had to have your income reduced to zero. Now, that could be either as a result of losing your job, being let go, or a temporary layoff, or simply a situation, if you're self-employed, where there's not enough work. Now, if that's what happened to you and you've earned at least $5,000 in the last year, then yes, you qualify for the CERB. Uh, so that's the, the basic concept. But it also applies to other individuals. If you're now not earning income because you're a parent and you have to take care of your children who are not in school, then you qualify for the CERB. If you have the virus yourself, the coronavirus, so because of that, obviously, you you can't work, then again, you can, uh, of course, apply for the CERB. If you're uh, quarantined, or if you're taking care of someone that has the virus, so you can't work and no income, you can qualify for the CERB. So with, in all those situations, you can qualify for the, uh, for the benefit. Uh, now, that replaces EI. So right now, if you've become eligible for EI after the 15th of March, you're not going to get EI. You're gonna get the CERB. And if the CERB runs out after 16 weeks, and if you're not back at work, at that point you can start getting EI. So John, I hope I've clarified just a few things about the CERB and, and who's eligible and how that works. But the the threshold, and a lot of people are struggling with this, I'm struggling with this, is the idea that your income would have had to be reduced to zero. If you're making, I'm going to be ridiculous, but if you're making $10 uh, a a week now instead of your $1,000 a week that you made before, right now you don't qualify, but help is coming. At least that's what the government has told us.
0: So that clarifies some. If you're still confused, you know what? This is a call in show and this is why we are here. So it's 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 here for you to ask your questions. It's a live show, six one three five two one talk. And I want to mention, which I failed to do off the top because there's so much uh, information to give uh, contact-wise, that covidrights.ca is a website that Lior put together with his partner, Savan, on the uh, disability side. And amazingly enough, is there not only that thing was was engineered rather quickly, you guys have that out there, covidrights.ca, but you've already constructed the CERB calculator, which is amazing because you, 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 you put the thing together faster than the government did, which blows me away, but it's, it's a good thing and it's got
1: a lot of information, right? It is. And, you know, one of the main questions I said I've been getting, hey, do I qualify for the CRB? So I wanted to, to allow people to, to input some information and get an answer. Yes, you qualify or no, you don't. So if you go to covidrights.ca, one of the features there is—I call it a calculator. Maybe there's a better name for it, but the CRB, uh, sorry, the, the the CRB calculator, which allows you to find out in your situation or your family member's situation, do they actually qualify for the benefit? Uh, again, of course, easy and free to use. So check it out at covidrights.ca.
0: We'll bounce over to our first call of the evening. Get to get to Helen here. Thank you for uh, thanks for hanging on, Helen. How are you tonight?
2: Uh, I'm kind of stressed out.
0: Yeah, um, no kidding, right? So like, what's up? I know, yeah. I know.
3: Um,
2: and 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 thank you for taking my call. Um, you bet. I I'm just not I'm I'm not understanding if you could please tell me how what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Uh, so I I'm I I work um at a school uh, uh, uh the uh, uh, a French Catholic school board. And now they're telling me that, um, oh, they decided that they're going to pay me as a lunch monitor for two hours um, a day. And, but however, I, I, I'm, I, I could be, I, so I, I can do the two hours a day, but um, I, I can also get called first thing in the morning at 8 o'clock, say, and say, uh, can you come in and do, uh, gym teacher, art teacher, uh, pre-kindergarten up to grade six? So I'm all over the place. So what am I supposed to do with this now where I-, I-, I need to apply because I've got two young kids. I'm a single mom. I don't understand what I, I'm just really, really stressed out about all of this right now. What's
1: your regular job? What was your, your pre-COVID job? What were you doing?
2: Uh, both. So, so just like to give you uh, like um an example uh last year I made uh, in, in my in my salary for uh, uh as like a supply teach I I made 2400 um but and then but then I also did my um 2 hours of lunch I don't want to take the 2 hours of lunch I want to get rescued too because so, I can't. So Helen, because we we kids. have to
1: take a, a bit of a break right now. Hang on the line. I want to answer your question uh, when we come back from from break, and then so please hang on. I'll I'll, I'll give you all the information that I can and that I have uh, as soon as we come back. Appreciate that, Helen,
0: and you as well. Call in just like Helen, confused. Bring it on. Ask your question. Six one three five two one. Talk employment law show on News Talk five eighty CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru on News Talk 580 CFRA. As always, discussing your employment rights on any given day it's an important topic, but especially now, super focused on COVID nineteen CERB EI how it qualifies, how you how you navigate it. That's why we are doing this show six one three five two one talk. It is a call in show. That number is open for you. We got lots of space. Come on in. Water's warm. Getting back to Helen though, and answering uh, Ellen uh, Hel- uh, Helen's question readily, or take it away, pal.
1: Yeah, Helen. So, so you were telling us that you know you you were working in a in a at a school, uh, and your your employer is telling you, okay, well, we need you to come back and do a couple hours here and there. Well, the problem, of course, is that if you, if the, oh no, the, it,
2: it it wasn't. It, sorry, it yeah. wasn't that they were telling me to come back and do. They they actually said we. So the the, the board said, you know what? We decided that we're going to pay our. Um, um, uh, lunch monitors for the two, the two hours that they do. So I do two hours, some others do one hour, but we're getting paid for this now. But now I'm getting to get penalized because I'm working. I'm not actually working, but they're going to give me uh, the two hours. So that's, you know, so if, you're, uh, if your
1: employer pays you, you're right. You would not qualify for the CERB right now, even oh. if it's just for two hours. So I would discuss this with your employer and explain that it doesn't make sense because by getting paid two hours, you're losing $2,000 uh, a month, which makes no sense. Uh, right, because
2: so, I'm only basically getting 500 a, a month. I Right. Uh,
1: so, so I would talk to them about that, and, and most employers are going to be reasonable. The other thing though to keep in mind, as I was saying at the beginning of the show, is what our, the government has said that, wait, help is coming. For those people that are making little income, we're going to allow them, we're going to find a way to compensate them as well. So hopefully by, by the next day or two, the government will announce this, this benefit. For now, they have not yet. But for now, talk to your employer. Make sure that they understand. I think the employer is going to be reasonable there and work with you, uh, and hopefully you guys can figure it out, uh, and I wish you all the best. If you certainly want to talk to me off air, happy to connect with you and discuss in more detail, uh, Helen.
0: Helen, appreciate the call. Moving on here uh, to reach out to Lior. As mentioned, one 855 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But in the here and now, you want to get on and ask a question, do so. its three five two one. 613-521-TALK. Sandra, you are up next. Thanks for staying on the line. Good evening.
4: Oh, hi. Well, my question is kind of similar to the last person, except I'm on an unpaid uh, leave of absence from work, a sick leave. And I have not applied for employment insurance because I'm still undergoing testing. I may require surgery and I just want to make sure if I have surgery that I'll have employment insurance sickness benefits. I, I don't want to use it just yet. So my employer has shut down the office and has allowed people to work from home. But I'm, uh, so when uh, we get sent out a, a monthly newsletter that states, um, if you do not want to work from home, let us know. We'll issue you a record of employment. So I contacted them to say, this would be great for me, uh, but I will need to buy a laptop and I'll need to uh, install Internet. So they said, yes, there'll be hours. So I did that. And now I'm offered like two, four hours shift. So I feel like if I don't accept it, I mean, I don't know if I'd be eligible for CERB. Uh, since I'm on an unpaid leave of absence. And if I do accept it, can the employer just say, well, that's too bad, I can offer you four hours a week, that's it.
1: So if you uh, don't accept it, you would not qualify for the CERB. And and, and the reason for that is the reason you're not working is not because of the virus, of course. The reason you're not working is because of the fact that you, you had this medical condition and in fact they're trying to get you to work so so the virus is not what's preventing you from working in fact the virus may be what allows you to work because now they're allowing people to work from home So, so you would not qualify for the uh the crb that said uh if you if you decide to accept this I don't see much of a downside. If all they could give you right now is four hours, for example, why not work those four hours, get paid? You you haven't applied for AI in any event. And let's say you do need surgery and at some point you can, you you have to stop working because of that. At that point, you can apply for uh, employment insurance. I don't see any, any reason if you can get paid for four hours. It's better than getting paid for nothing, right? Uh, So I, I don't, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't do that.
4: Okay. No, I just wasn't sure if it would be messing up my employment insurance or if I'd be doing something that, you know, if I'm just waiting for this test. and The the, the one thing I
1: don't like, let me tell you what I don't like, is if you've been off work for for medical reasons, you should be applying for employment insurance. What you don't want to have happen is employment insurance, when you apply later, say, wait a second, uh, you've waited too long. So mm-hmm. even though I know you're, you're trying to get it when it's convenient for you, it doesn't actually work that way. Once mm-hmm. you have an interruption in earnings, in this case because of your health, you should be applying for EI. EI the, generally is, allows people to, to apply late, but in some situations they don't, and I don't want you to lose your entitlements. If it's me, I'm mm-hmm. applying for EI right now. If you decide yeah. still not to do that, then you may as well earn some income. But I think okay. the best advice I'm going to be able to, to give you today is to actually apply for EI as soon as possible and not wait for the, for the surgery or, or the other procedure. Uh, you, you're taking a risk if you do that.
4: Okay. Okay, great. I'll, I'll certainly uh, contact EI. Thanks for your advice.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you, Sandra. We're gonna uh, gonna let you go here, and you want to carry on the conversation if you need to. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, and as mentioned a short time ago, covidrights.ca new website put together by Leor and Crew. It's uh, really cool. Check it out lots of information there. It'll clear a lot up for you. In the meantime, Sheila, thank you for uh, for hanging on there. You're uh, you're up next. Good evening.
5: Turn 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 that down off. <clears throat>
0: Hi Get Sheila. Down. There, hi Sheila.
5: Oh hi, how are you doing? We're good. I'm
4: just wondering. I'm a, a realtor.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I've
4: been a realtor for a long time, and uh, like I'm over seventy. No. I'm over seventy, no. and I'm still selling real estate. But but um, since uh, oh, it's an alarm. Uh, since uh, since uh, this has started, there's about three houses I haven't been able to to uh, to sell. Or to um, or or want to buy. So I was just wondering, are we
5: entitled to see ERB?
1: So, as a, as a self-employed realtor, you do qualify. Now, what you have to be able to show is you've had at least two weeks uh, with no income. Uh, right. If if you have at least two weeks with no income, and as long as you've earned at least five thousand dollars over the past year yes. then yes you would qualify for the CRB uh in this situation Sheila
4: and how much how much how do they work that out how much is it worth
1: so the so the CRB pays you uh, $500 a week for up to 16 weeks
4: okay well great thank you very much for your help I appreciate no it
0: well great. done thanks Sheila yeah okay. enjoy your evening and uh there you go. Good luck in the uh, in the future. Real estate's a good place to be, generally. Um, the COVID, uh, pardon me, the uh, CERB. This is done through the CRA portal, so they are assuming that if you're on the up and up, it's on the honor system, and if you decide to a little bit of a, a little funky business, it'll turn around and bite you in the rear end eventually because they put it through the CRA portal, so they can they can track it, right?
1: Yeah. And so let, let me tell you how easy it actually is to apply, uh, whether huh. you do it through the CRA portal online or there's even a 1-800 number you can call. And all you do is you answer some questions. You know, uh, Did you lose your job as a result of, uh, of the virus? Yes or no? Yes. Did you earn at least $5,000? Yes or no? Yes. And, and you answer these four questions, I guess. And, and then as long as you answered yes, you qualify. So the reality is that anyone even if they don't qualify, as long as they say yes, they will qualify and get the virus, the virus, God forbid, they, they will get the CRB. So it, it, it's, it appears to be it's the honor system. But here's the thing. Yeah. If you think, you know what, I'm going to game the system. I'm just going to apply for it, even though I don't qualify, and I'm going to get the money. The problem, and the risk, as, as John said, is that, hey, down the road, this is the CRA. When it's tax time, at that point, guess what? They're going to ask for proof at that time. And if you can't show that you qualify, uh-uh, not only will you have to pay the money back, there could be fines, penalties, interest. You could be paying back a lot more than what you actually got. So I certainly do not recommend trying to take advantage of this. Now, there's going to be people that may be confused. They're not sure if they're, they're owed, so they may honestly believe that they they should be getting it. If you're not sure, always reach out to me, happy to talk, or go to covidrights.ca and use the, the handy calculator. But it's not as simple as simply saying, hey, it's the honor system, so I'll just get it. If you do that, you may be paying down the road. You know what the saying is, John, there's no such thing as free money.
0: Yeah, no no free lunch for sure. They they've said the same thing as much as with the uh, with the employers as well with that 75% stipend to keep your employees and you uh, add on the other 25. It better go where it's supposed to be going or there's going to be a you know hell to pay at the
1: end of all this. they've said the same thing what I heard today uh, on TV as well, right? Absolutely. So the 75% subsidies that employers are going to qualify for, it's supposed to go to an employee. So an employer that may be tempted right. to use that money to pay something else, to pay rent or other expenses, uh, uh-uh. guess what? If that's what happens, th- th- there will be held to pay, and and you know, not only will there be fines and penalties, it can even be some prosecution. So not a good thing to do. Uh, the money should be used for what it is. And the best way to do it, the best way to, to know what you can do and what you can't do is, is get some advice before you spend the money, before you right. apply. Make sure that you qualify. And these things change. Keep in mind, we may find out in a day or two that uh, the, the, the realities change and now other people qualify. So you really have to stay up to date on what the entitlements are.
0: Let's take a short pause. Come on, make that phone call. If you're confused, bring it on. This is the this is the hour you want to do it. This is the clearest advice you're going to get is on this show all week long. 613-521-TALK. And we'll get right back to our phone calls. Employment Law Show News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru on News Talk 580 CFRA. All right. Still plenty of time for you to grab that phone and ask your questions. Confused about COVID-19 as it relates to your job, maybe as an employer or employee. Doesn't matter. C-E-R-B-E-I. Where do you go? It is confusing because as you mentioned, Lior, it's changing daily, if not uh, quicker than that. So the phone call, 613 521 talk right back at it. Francine, you've been very patient. Thank you for hanging on through the break. And how are you?
6: Oh, not too bad. Hanging in. Great. I'm going a little crazy here, but uh, yeah, no trying kidding. to get outdoors with my dog, and I don't even know if that's safe to do now.
0: Yeah, by yourself. Well, with the dog, but by yourself, yeah. That's yeah so well, question. I have my
6: daughter and my husband, but he's driving me a little crazy there. I I'd ah. be going somewhere right now. Um, I'm an accountant, and I'm even confused. Uh, I applied for the CERB for my husband last night, but he's self-employed. And I just wanted to give a bit of clarity as well, and maybe Lear can uh, give his opinion on this, but um, my husband's getting paid for jobs from the past, but he's been out of work for three weeks now. So this present month, the month of March, when I applied last night, it says the period is from March 11th to April 11th, and it's on a monthly basis at $2,000 dollars. Right. So my husband will not be paid for work from March 11th to April 11th because he has not worked during that time. Now, he does have money because when you're an employee, you get paid every two weeks. But yeah, when you're no, employed yeah. you have jobs where you get paid two months later, right? Sure. So I've applied anyway. And I know they stipulated that, oh, well, we're going to do a reassessment in the future. So I'm not really worried about that, but many people are. And I don't think government has not been clear enough, so people don't know what to do. And I went and did the application, because I know two months from now, our money is going to run out because my husband's not working. So I did it, and in the future, it's not like I'm hiding anything. Um, he has not worked since March 11th, right? So, I've so Francine, the- let me,
1: let me uh, answer that. This is actually a, a very important question and also a fairly common question that I've been mm-hmm. getting. You know, what happens with money that I'm getting now, but it's for work that I did a while ago? Right. In some situations, it can even be months ago. So obviously we're now using our best logic that that we can because the government, as you said, has not definitively said either way. But the whole idea mm-hmm. behind this uh, uh, the CRB is that you're not you're not working right now and not generating income. So I would say that yes, your husband would qualify legally because he may be getting money for work that he did one, two, three months ago, and that's fine. But right now he's not earning uh, he's not working and earning income now. So yes, he should be able to qualify, that should be perfectly fine, uh, and that is a very common thing, certainly with self-employed individuals. So yes, you did the right thing, Francine, by, by uh, applying, and for anyone else out there, that you may be getting money now for work you did months ago, but if now, because of the virus, you can't work and earn income now, mm. then that is something that allows you to qualify for the CERB.
6: So we did not do anything
1: wrong in that, right? No, you did not.
6: Okay. Well, I think there's a lot of people out there that are very confused about it, and and it's not very clear when you're applying either. You know, they're not specifying uh, when did you make that income or what have you. It's it's like you said, it's very simple questions that yes, 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 or, you know, and they just get the check. And I'm thinking in the future, if they want to reassess, well, no, but that wasn't income that he's – for that particular period, he did not have income.
1: Right. So yeah. n- now we know, and again, very important question, because there's a, there's a lot of people in that situation, for sure.
6: Okay. Well, anyway, thank you uh, for making me feel a little bit better. I don't want to feel like I've done something wrong here.
0: Thanks, no, Francine. No, you're good, Francine. It's uh, very smart of you to call in. We appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. 613-521-TALK. That is the number to use anytime uh, during the show as well. You can go to covidrights.ca and uh, glean some more information from that. Uh, Andrew, moving on to you, pal. Good evening. How are you?
3: evening, gentlemen. Um, I'm calling this evening. I just have a very simple question. I, I work in the public transit sector here in, in the city, and I wanted to know, is my employer obligated to tell me if other employees have been tested? Without being specific with names or, or, or anything like that, are they obligated to let me know, hey, uh you have some people that work near you uh, that have had to go get tested. Uh, my concern is because um, I have uh, I have an elderly uh, parent that uh, lives with me, so you know that that would raise a significant alarm bell on my end because up until this point there's been mm. nothing to get uh, you know to, to jump out sure. of uh, my shoes about.
1: So so the the reality is that no th- th- there's no legal obligation on your employer to tell you that others have been tested. That said, what the legal obligation is is if there are people that are exhibiting symptoms, they they shouldn't be allowed to work. Uh, if there's people that that uh, just return from abroad, they have to be isolated and they're not allowed to be a- at work. So there's certain people that that may be at a higher risk and that's why they're tested. So those people should not be at work until that that result comes in. But if someone is tested, no, your employer should not uh, – well, not that they shouldn't tell you. They can, but they don't have to tell you. They certainly would not be allowed to tell you names, but they could tell you. They don't have to. That's it. They do have to protect you and others by ensuring that people that that, that should not be at work, in fact, are not there.
3: Right. And that is that is happening because the, 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 like, the fact is there have been people at work that have been tested. Uh, but they were – they they. it was a call in. You know, I'm feeling sick. And they never showed up for work. Uh, So nobody is is walking around at work symptomatic. Um, But it was just that it was heard heard from from another party that people had been tested and nobody knew. And that kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, if, if you can understand that.
1: I do. I do understand that. And, and hopefully that helps clarify a bit. An employer must protect you. There is an, an active duty on an employer to protect you and, and everyone working from the virus as much as possible and to follow health guidelines. But it doesn't necessarily extend to the duty to tell you, just so you know, we've had some people tested. Now, it doesn't extend to that.
3: Okay. Well, that clears that up for me. Thank you very much for your help this evening. Thanks, Andrew.
1: Andrew, appreciate uh, appreciate your call so much. You want to reach
0: out any further, by the way, leor's number to get a hold of Lior, Alex, member of the team, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You have help at employmentlawyer.ca that's the email address and covidrights.ca. Tons of information for you there as well. That's uh, And for the remainder of the time, by the way, you want to call in like uh, like our previous callers. You know the number, 613-521-TALK. That is also another call we get. I know you get uh, at the office or at least the home office for now. And the other radio shows that we've done is people saying, you know what, I don't feel safe at work. I don't think there's... Um, physical distance happening enough. I don't think we're provided enough equipment, so on and so forth. I don't feel like going to work, Lior. Can I say that to my employer saying,
1: I don't feel safer. That's grounds for me to stay home. That is an, a, a terrific question. Probably one of the most important questions that we right. need to address here. So, so let me touch on that. You have the obligation to go to work if your work is otherwise safe. And what I mean by safe is it allows you to practice social distancing. So you may still feel unsafe because you don't want to go out or you're concerned that you may be living with someone who is immune compromised and you don't want to take any risk. But despite that, that's not enough to say I've decided not to go to work. I've decided I'm not coming in. Now, You could talk to your employer and a reasonable employer is going to say, fine, I I get it, I understand, I don't want you to be uncomfortable, I don't want you to be at risk, so you can stay home and work cool. But if your employer says, no, I want you to come into work, you do need to go to work unless, of course... The work doesn't allow, or it's not possible, to to uh, exercise social distancing. Now, in a situation with that, that is that is the case. You can't be, uh, you know, two feet, uh, sorry, six feet away from someone, and there's no social distancing. In that situation, that's improper, and you can refuse work. We call this a work refusal. You're allowed to engage in a work refusal if your work is unsafe, and if the company doesn't fix the problem, they have to call in an inspector from the Ministry of Labor who is ultimately going to decide if the work is safe or not. But if you are able to practice social distancing at work, even though you still may feel uncomfortable, you still have to go to work. The The option I, I say at that point is if you still have to go to work and you really, really don't want to, you really feel unsafe, talk to mm-hmm. your doctor. If your doctor feels he shouldn't be going to work, that's between you and your doctor. But if your doctor feels that way and your doctor gives you a note, not only then can you be off work uh, and your employer can't penalize you for it, but in addition to that, you can apply potentially for EI sickness benefits. So you can consider that. But the general rule, John, and this is very important, is if you your job is there for you, unless there's a really good reason, such as the work is unsafe, you should be going to work even if you're not comfortable. Otherwise, your employer may consider you to have resigned, and that's not a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I was wondering, because sometimes it's it's somebody saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid as much right now of getting physical symptoms of COVID-19, but this is starting to get into my head. I'm starting to suffer from anxiety and the mental side of a disability.
1: I guess that's also when you go see your doctor and get a note, yeah? Well, absolutely. And, and this has affected many people. Some people that, you know, have always been healthy and strong this is really a, a, a time where stress and anxiety are going uh, to be coming to light. So if you're in that situation, talk to your doctor. Your doctor may tell you not to go to work because of that anxiety. And for those of you out there that have a disability plan through your through your work, short-term disability, long-term disability, you can apply for that. If you can't work because of this, because you either have a physical or may, maybe mental health symptoms, uh, your anxiety, anxiety, depression, what have you, that's why that benefits plan is there for. That's why the disability plan is there. That's why you've been paying into it all these years to cover you while you can't work. So you should apply for that. If they give you any hard time, reach out to me. We'll help you. Uh, But that's definitely an option you should exercise.
0: Short break and right back at it. You still have time to make that phone call. Ask your questions just like I've been doing here. 613-521-TALK. Again, 613-521-TALK. Whether it's just plain old-fashioned employment law questions or has to do with uh, CERB and EI and COVID-19, the pandemic that we're all stressing about. Bring it on. 613-521-TALK. Employment Law Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with Employment Lawyer, Lior Samviru, on News Talk 580 CFRA. You bet, and uh, your call, 613-521-TALK, 613-521-TALK. you still got some time you want to call in, ask your questions about uh, your employment, your job, COVID-19 related or otherwise. Now is the time to do it. Nadia, thank you for hanging on and welcome to the show. How are you?
5: I'm good, thank you. Um, I left my employment uh, approximately two weeks ago. I'm a merchandiser. I'm not sure if you know what that is. Um, That basically is I'm calling on stores, sort of like a sales rep. Um, But I'm not going just to one store. I'm in the matter of a week, I can be going between 10 and 12, 15 stores. Um, I have a mother who is 86 years old, who basically depends on me. And I decided that wasn't safe for me to work any further than than that. So my employer said that wasn't a problem. Um, They've given me the go ahead and said, you know, your your safety and your health is more important. But now I see that they're looking for people not to replace us permanently, but they're looking for somebody to still do that same job. As well, part two of my question is, um, can I still apply for the COVID grant?
1: So let's start with the, the second part first, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, the, the, the COVID grant or, or the CRB. So right. the answer is no, unfortunately, you cannot. And, and it's because of the fact that you were the one that ultimately made the decision to leave, even though you had a good reason. And between us, I would have done the same thing in your situation, don't get me wrong. But despite that, what the government has said, that it's it's for people that have lost their job or lost their income, because that's something that the company did as opposed to something that they did so you you would not qualify in this situation now maybe the government at some point is going to amend that and make the the ability to qualify a bit different so that you can get it but as it stands right now you would not qualify uh there you know if if you and I were talking back then I would have said get a doctor's note and if you got a doctor's note that may have changed things we we can't kind of undo that unfortunately now, in terms of the other part, which you're saying that they're looking to replace you, here's the thing. They're, obviously, your employer is allowed to, to to try to run its business, and if they need a merchandiser, but their merchandiser, uh, Nadia, is on a, uh, on a leave, well, they, they need to bring in someone. So it, it's not unreasonable for them to, to try to find someone. The reality is that, legally speaking, if they've permitted you to go on a leave, then you're still employed, but when you're ready to come back to work... They, they're not legally required to give you your job back. What they are required to do when you come back, uh, when you're ready to come back is to pay you severance if there's no job for you. Really? Now keep in mind, they could have said, well sorry, Nadia, if you're not coming in, you've resigned. Thankfully mm-hmm. they haven't done that, so mm-hmm. your job is still there, but if they decide not to bring you back, maybe there's no job. Maybe they they want to keep the person they, they brought in to replace you. If that's what happens, they would have to pay you severance at that point. So at least you don't lose that. But there's no actual legal obligation that they must bring you back. They would have to pay severance, though.
5: Really, so so basically, my, you know, we hear Doug Doug Ford, we hear Trudeau go to your stores once a week, stay away. It's Uh, It's unsafe Um, you should be uh, avoiding any kind of contact my job is contact I mean that is part of my job Uh, they want me in there they want me to be uh, unpacking product putting it out Uh, it's like I'm in a retail establishment really that's my my stores or grocery stores
1: and, and I I, I get it. I I, like I said, which is why I said I would probably would have done something similar. But again, if you and I were speaking back then, I would have probably told you either get a doctor's note, or if you do think your work is unsafe, Mm -hmm. engage in a work refusal, and then they may have to do something about it. But Mm -hmm. kind of saying, listen, I'm I'm not coming in because of that. Unfortunately, that's not something you can do. And, And I hear you. I know what Doug Ford's been saying, especially if you're not safe, don't go to work. Well, unfortunately, he's wrong. That's not something you can do legally. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so for you, that's your best option right now is see what happens when you're ready to come back to work. But remember, if there isn't a job for you, they have to pay you severance. I'd be more than happy to talk to you uh, and help you get the proper severance if they don't offer that to you.
0: Nani, appreciate your time. Here's that number. Keep it, uh, keep it handy if uh, you need it down the road. As Lior mentioned, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Still a few minutes to go here. It is six one three five two one. Talk if you have a question. Uh, bring it on. We'll talk to you here on the air. Susan, thank you for standing by. Good evening. How are you?
5: Hi. Um, I have a question about my son. Yep. Um, okay. He works for a small restaurant. And they're struggling to keep things going. They are doing takeout, and they've had to cut most of his shifts. He only worked part-time to begin with. Um, But uh, is he able to volunteer his time to help them keep the business going and not receive pay and then qualify for the CERB?
1: that's a that's a great question uh, so here's here's the thing the, yes he can as long as uh, no one complains about it and here's what I mean is that if he says oh okay I'll, I'm a volunteer uh, and and he's actually doing the work of an employee you know if CRA knows about it they would say well wait a second you were an employee so this whole scheme kind of doesn't make sense but you know if he and the and the, uh, the restaurant both agree that he's a volunteer then who's going to who's going to be the wiser right so he if he's earning income even reduced income then he yeah. right now he doesn't qualify for the CERB but right. before he says i'll just work as a volunteer i would tell him to wait a couple of days because the government has said we're going to change that we're going to allow people that even uh, that that are still working but making less to to qualify. How they're gonna do that and who that's gonna apply to we should know very soon. So okay. maybe wait for that to happen and if he still doesn't qualify, then he can talk to his employer about maybe volunteering his time, being put on a layoff so that he can qualify for the C R B. But as it stands right now, if he's working reduced hours, uh then he won't qualify.
4: Okay.
5: Okay. Perfect.
0: Thank Great. you. Thanks Susan. Appreciate your time. That's a, that was an interesting angle, a little shifty, but it, it's an interesting angle to just say, you know what, I think I'll volunteer for this particular position. Yeah, and little risk at
1: the end of the day, you you, you, you are trying to bit a game the system, you know, and yeah. it's it's one of those things that you are taking a risk. And I, I'm never going to advise anyone to, to, to do something that's that's illegal. You know, you do things at your own risk. I, I can only explain to you how things work and uh, what you do with that. Hey, that's up to you.
0: All right, layoff, that, uh, that word's been in the vernacular, uh, well, the entire time we've had jobs, but especially in the last month. Uh, temporary layoff, what is it, and how is it
1: different than a regular termination of employment? So a temporary layoff, as the name suggests, is a situation where the company's not letting you go. They're just, you, you like to use the term, being put on ice. So they're putting you on ice for a little while, uh, either because financially they can't uh, afford to pay you or the business is slow, with the idea that they'll bring you back at some point. A regular layoff or a regular termination is a situation where the company says, that's it, we're letting you go with that you, goodbye. So this is not a goodbye. This is a see you later type of a situation. So that is the big difference. The fact that one is permanent, John, and the other one isn't.
0: Is the employer allowed to lay off an employee temporarily? Can they do it? They well, do that's it, the key. and they, they The answer it? is, yeah.
1: John, in most cases, your employer is not allowed to lay you off temporarily. And that applies also if you're laid off temporarily now because of the virus and what I mean by that is this if your employer lays you off temporarily in most cases you have a choice and the choice is you can accept the layoff and by I mean by accept is you can wait at home until they call you back and then go back to work when they call you or you can decide to treat that as a termination now and get your seven so not in eight weeks or 30 weeks when they call you back now So if that's what you want to do, you have that option because an employer doesn't have that right to lay you off temporarily. So many of you out there who have been laid off temporarily because of this virus uh, may think that you have no option. You do have an option. Whether you want to exercise that or not, that's up to you. But one of the options that you have, and at least you think about is, do I want to get my severance now and treat my employment as being terminated? If that's what you want, you have that option. Happy to help you do that, Uh, and and I've already spoken with many people that have chosen to do that, Uh, so by all means, reach out to me if that's your situation
0: been a wonderfully busy night. Appreciate all your calls. If you still have questions, uh, something scratching your head, well, uh, you can do it after the show. That is no problem. 1-855-821-5900. Call or call, a member of the team at the firm. You want to reach out to email. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is an option. And as I mentioned, for the next little while, covidrights.ca. There is information there about what is currently going on with, uh, with your job as an employer or an employee, for that matter. And there's a, a quick test. Uh, you can go through a COVID, or pardon me, a CERB calculator as put together very quickly by uh, Lior. That's useful stuff as too. So we'll uh, leave it from there. We'll pick it up next time right here. Employment Law Show on News Talk 580 CFRA.